Good day. Welcome to our live event today. This is uh, I'm Scott Samuel, uh, VP of Culinary here at Ruby, and we're going to be having uh, Chef Alyssa Wallers and Chef Jackie Pfeiffer join us today for part five of our six-part series on cake baking and decorating. And today we're going to be focusing on piping, all about piping, talking about pastry bags, uh, couplers, uh, tips, uh, different techniques. Um, and I'm not an expert here, but Chef uh, Alyssa and Jackie are, and they'll be uh, taking it from here to kind of give you an overview. If it's your first time to a live event, um, on the top right, there's a place to ask a question. There's already four or five questions there. If you have a question, um, place it there and we'll get to it in about half an hour, 45 minutes. We're gonna go through all these different uh, techniques and uh, show you a couple short videos from our course. Uh, the cake bacon and decorating course is the third course of three online courses we've developed with the french pastry school it's approximately 70 hours long uh, with approximately 100 plus videos and over 60 recipes uh, it's very detailed so we are in part five we're going to start a, a whole a section on piping so there's a multiple units on piping and this is the first section that will give you all the details so i'd like to introduce uh, my colleagues uh, chef Alyssa and chef jackie welcome Hello. Hello. Love your shirt. <laughs> so I love your shirt too. I like your uh, black lines. Does that signify that you're a, a real chef? That, that I'm important. <laughs> okay, no? good. So, to myself, to myself. <laughs> so tell us what we're going to do today. It, it's all about piping. Um, we have uh, some details that uh, you can uh, share with us. Uh, but first, tell us a little bit about yourselves before we jump in for those of us who have not heard it. Um, my name is Chef Alyssa Wallers. I am a graduate of the French Pastry School back in 2005. Worked out in the real world for a long time and then started teaching in 2016 in the cake program as well as the pastry program here at the French Pastry School. Thank you, and I'm, I'm uh, Chef Jackie Pfeiffer. I'm one of the co-founders of the French Pastry School, and I founded the school in 1995. And, uh, and uh, a few years ago, we met uh, the wonderful team of uh, Ruby, and uh, uh, we had the chance to uh, show our expertise and way of teaching through those uh, online uh, pastry baking and cake decorating courses. All right, so let's get started. Um, always great to be with you guys. And uh, let's first start on the first topic and then we can uh, show the videos. The first topic uh, today will be um, how to make paper cones. Um, tell us uh, a little bit more about uh, the type of parchment paper and the type of fold and the tricks here. Um, Chef Alisa and myself, we were talking about this uh, before, uh, before uh, this uh, live event started. And this is this is the cone that is demonstrated in the, the video, the one, the white one. And this is the cone that I make, which is what I was trained on. But what I'm trying to say is uh, a cone is a cone, and uh, Chef Alisa is gonna make one cone, and I'm gonna make another cone. Is this a race? No. Yeah. Three, okay, two, sure. one, and then. Uh, oh, that one. Let Sorry. it go. Let huh? it go. Fine. So uh, I won. So at the end, what we're trying to say is um, uh, <clears throat> there's many ways to make a cone. And um, 
this, all of them are good if at the end of the day the the end of your cone has a nice and and uh, even opening right you shouldn't see any anything in between like when you have your cone it should you should just see the end of your cone and you shouldn't see through your cone because that means it's not um, closed enough and it will easily come undone when you're trying to pipe it um, I use parchment cones almost every time I decorate, um, and they can be used for chocolate, they can be used for royal icing, and even buttercream. Um, one of the suggestions we do say though is buttercream is only like small amounts. So if it's any sort of larger amount of like border piping, I usually will use a different bag, um, but parchment is great for small detail piping for yes. buttercream. And uh, the, the type of paper is very important. It has to be a sturdy parchment paper uh, that has a fair amount of silicone. Uh, the reason why we want that is the silicone protects the paper from any moisture that is in the filling, like uh, buttercream mm -hmm. contains water. And, and fat, huh? and a lot of fat too. And a lot of fat, yeah. which, which will weaken the paper. And the worst thing that would happen if, if you pipe something on a cake and it explodes uh, on the cake, uh, that, that's very bad. So don't use cheap parchment paper that is very flimsy. Don't use wax paper either. Not yeah, that's too much wax. No, it's, it, it doesn't have the same kind of pliability as parchment. Yes. So. And uh, a lot of people are struggling at first because when, uh, when we're teaching, we see that it's, it's a, Kind of like you have to get the hang of it skill, yeah. and so what i what i uh what i would tell people is you just take a an eight 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 and a half by eleven piece of paper you cut it on a diagonal and then while you watch tv you just make a cone mm -hmm. and then you undo it and you make it again and again and again and soon enough you're going to be able to um to make it and with your eyes closed uh which is what we require for yeah. the, cake decorator, you know? No? Yeah, absolutely. I would say so. Now, what's also very important is to cut the end of your cone on a straight uh, edge. If you cut it on an angle by mistake, the filling uh, is going to shoot out on the side, and that's going to be very, very bad. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, well, we're, when we're going about talking about cutting parchment, it, um, parchment bags can also be used with tips. They should only be used with the small, the smaller piping tips, not a larger one. No. Because if you're using this large of a tip, then you have too much stuff in your bag. So um, if you're using a tip, it's usually only the small piping tips. And it's important that when you cut the bags, here's two bags here, that you actually cut it so about three quarters of the tip sits out and about a quarter sits inside. And that is because, like Chef Jackie said, when you don't cut straight, if you don't cut enough, you'll get these little gaps. And as you're piping, whatever you're piping out, chocolate or royal icing will start to seep through the edges. So just really important um, to make sure you cut it so that the, the tip is sitting flush in the bag. Yeah. And uh, the reason why you would put a tip is if you want to make different designs. Yeah. But if you just want to write a happy birthday or whatnot, uh, you don't need a tip you just you just need to cut a small opening so you have a very thin uh, amount of chocolate or, or buttercream uh, that comes out and then you can go straight and, and write uh, do you want to talk about how much filling we should put in the bag yeah 
Uh, that is one of the number one problems I see when using any sort of piping bag with students learning how to pipe for the first time. They tend to overfill the bag. Um, so this is really important in both parchment and plastic. You definitely don't want to fill it more than halfway up um, because what's going to happen is you're going to fill the bag too much and it's going to start coming out. So yeah, this is an even smaller bag, which we'll use sometimes for royal icing piping, but um, only about halfway. And then when you go to fill your bag, it's really important that you use the seam side to start to seal it nice and tightly. So that way, when you're um, piping, you already have that seam where the bag is made. It's already uh, sealed nicely when you're piping. And then, uh, so the, the first mistake is people always put too, not always, but very often they put yeah. too much in the bag and you actually you need a very very small amount of chocolate or buttercream to write something on the cake very small amount now th the second thing is uh second mistake that we see a lot is once the bag is sealed this is the proper way of holding the bag and then after that you can fold it whatnot but then people for some reason the finger just go goes like under the seal and then the, the filling comes shooting out the wrong way so always keep your um, finger on the sealed part, and then that will uh, make sure that the filling stays inside, okay? What else do we have? Did we cover everything? We, we wrote a lot of notes uh, to make sure that we didn't forget anything. I think we got it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Uh, so Chef Scott, I don't know if you have any, uh, any um, other uh, comment uh, about uh, piping because I know you did a lot of piping in yep. your career. I've done some, uh, but my main question was: we started with how to make little, you know, a little piping, uh, piping bag. Uh, but when are you going to be using the larger pastry bags or the plastic bags or the fabric oh. bags? I assume that when you're going to be doing a a larger cake, you're going to go with the larger bag. But the ones you've just described here are for the the fine definition techniques of micro piping yes. so so micro piping wow that's fancy like that. you like that yeah. mm -hmm. just write it that down fancy, isn't it? Uh, so yeah 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 but uh you know uh i have a i have a very good answer for you the, those uh, those little bags are there only for to pipe very small details and you should never use any any uh parchment paper cone to pipe parachute or cookies or whatnot because actually mm -hmm. some people are some people think they can do that but yeah. uh, they, they're not strong enough okay so the bags aren't strong enough. yeah you are strong enough i'm but, strong enough yeah. but not not the bag. the bag so only for decoration okay and then and the plastic bags come in when it's time to pipe a thousand cookies we can we can talk about the cake decorating tips that are very very small right yeah some of them have like tiny openings and uh you can find sets of tips that are have a I think about 24 tips 24 different tips which would be mm -hmm. great for a cake decorator because each tip will produce another design right uh, that's 100 true and then there's tips number tip num num numbers sorry and uh Unfortunately, uh, all those numbers are not equal. Many different manufacturers call the tips by numbers, others by millimeters and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
it's it's uh, it's difficult to to say tip number two is is I don't know two millimeters for everybody who makes uh, uh, right for the larger companies such as like Wilton, PME, Ateco, the numbers are fairly similar um, in sizes. Um, I think it gets even trickier though with the larger tips and the larger sets. Yes, then we have the larger tip, which um, by the way uh, we show them to you in small small containers this is something that we advise you to do is because tips are very uh, very useful um, uh, pieces of equipment but they can also be fragile so once you are done at the end of the day you you have to protect them and you put them in in some some box uh, this way they don't get dented and never ever ever put uh, a piping bag with a tip near the dish area you always have to wash those yourself and, and bring it back because Chef Alisa and I, we, we fished out, I don't know how many tips out of the garbage disposal at the school. Okay, it can ruin the tip, of course, but uh, the garbage disposal is, is more important. And so um, uh, there is round tips and then there is star tips. And then there's the French tip, okay? Much better, right? It's one of my favorite tips. <laughs> That's the right thing to say. So the difference, it's not because it's French, it's um, uh, the regular star tip have much uh, wider. bigger, wider, wider, yeah. how do you call those, tines? Yep, prongs. Yeah. Prongs? Yeah, sure. Mm. It has a wider space in between the prongs. Yes, and then the French ones are much finer, so the only difference is it's going gonna, it's gonna to show a different design, okay? That's that's really the main thing, and, and your, your main tips are round and star okay and also something i wanted to show to you is uh sometimes tips get uh, bent like this uh, some uh, people are not always careful this is shown in the video you, you just take one of those metal horns uh, and you just push it out like this and then your tip is back to normal but if if you really take care of your tips you have them for life really this 20, yeah, 30 I've, years of cake decorating. I haven't uh, bought new tips. Right? Mm -hmm. can't yeah. So, but they're small and they can easily get lost. So at the end of the day, you got to make sure you get your tips back where where they belong. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have seen sometimes some questions from students regarding um, a plastic tip versus a metal tip. Yes. So all the tips we're showing you are metal. Um, and there's a reason for that. Plastic tips um, sometimes don't have the sharpest edge, which is really important when you're looking at decorating and making buttercream flowers. Um, and they can also get um, worn out a little bit easier. So the edges become more frayed because they're just in the dishwasher more, or not the dishwasher, but in the dish sink, or um, you're using a towel or an abrasive sponge. And so the, the plastic can fray a little bit. So um, we always use uh, metal tips. Yes, and also um, plastic tip are made out of acrylic and that can uh, shatter, you know, if you're not careful with it and you might find a piece of acrylic in the food that you're serving. So that's never good, no. right? Uh, metal tip, they, that, that piece of metal never comes off. It's impossible. You really have, you would have to take uh, some very uh, strong pliers to, to cut this, okay? Uh, but um, I think those are very good tips about tips, you know? Tips, yep. 
You got that? Got it. Yeah. Nice pun. <laughs> nice, nice, Jackie. So just to be clear, the, the Cake Baker in a Decorating course, um, the very beginning of the course talks about all the equipment that you're going to need, and it specifically shows you where to get all the types of tips that are going to be needed throughout the course. So yes. when within the course, there are actually two units um, assigned to teaching piping. One is the beginning uh, about royal icing piping, and then there's an advanced um, unit with all about oriental string work and Australian extension work and some more detail. But there's definitely an equipment list and a place where to buy it and uh, show you what you need before you actually get into the course. So thank yeah. you, chefs. Let's uh, let's move to the next topic. Um, we've talked about the bags. We've talked about the tips. Now we're going to move into couplers. So for those of us on the call that don't know what a coupler is, um, I know it in some context. Chefs, tell us uh, about a pastry bag coupler. Uh, okay, so couplers are great tools um, for cake decorators. Um, they basically go in the piping bag before your tip, um, and it basically allows you to have the same piping bag, but then you can interchange any tip. So if you're doing a white wedding cake um, and you have your white buttercream, you would insert your coupler first, and then you could do all of your piping, whether you need a shell, tip, um, a shell border tip or a round tip um, or even like a rose petal tip. Um, so that is probably one of my number one used uh, yep. um, pieces of equipment when it comes to cake decorating. Um, it's really important, you saw in the video when you insert the coupler into the bag, um, it screws on, okay? And it's really important to make sure that your plastic of your, part, uh, of your piping bag is actually over the threading so that it has a little bit more grip. Um, I see, I've seen a lot of students cut a little bit too much of the bag and then the threading for the coupler isn't attached to the plastic bag and as they're piping, the coupler shoots out because you're usually filling your bag with a little bit more buttercream, you're applying more pressure and that usually pops out the coupler. So that's kind of the number one issue I see with couplers. Um, also hot tip, only buy one brand of couplers because they're not made the same. <laughs> so um, whatever brand you buy, just stick with it. Um, if you start buying multiple brands, they don't always screw on correctly. And that can be an issue when you're piping as well. If the, um, the top doesn't screw on properly, that can also shoot out your uh, piping tip. Yeah, and those couplers, they exist only for those small tips. They do not exist for larger tips like this. Okay, they should. They do. They do? They have some. Mm. I don't use them though because I don't usually have to interchange a lot yes. a, a lot of times the larger yes. tips. But um, uh, those are so useful and uh, I mean with one one bag and, and <clears throat> one coupler you can put 10 different tips and, and, and pipe 10 different designs so it's just wonderful. And um, also it's very important to know that you should not use a coupler um, on a parchment bag. Couplers should only can only be used on plastic piping bags or on the reusable fabric piping bags. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about tips and bags and the coupler. Uh, now let's uh, fill a pastry bag and talk about some of the details around filling the bag. I can see there's a couple uh, key techniques you got to think about to make sure you get the filling in. And I just learned something there. I had never done a twist on the tip. I kind of folded it over and then I had to lift it out of the container. Uh, yeah. out. That's, a, that's a rookie so, mistake right there, yeah. you know. 
but it's okay. Yeah. We'll forgive so, you, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm not uh, so, so this is a tip, a disposable, uh, not a, not a tip, a bag. Uh, and those are disposable, so they're very easy to, uh, to actually wash and reuse if you want to. There's also some bags that are made out of a type of cloth. Like cloth, but they're plastic lined. Yeah, but still, uh, those, those, they kind of like, they hold the smell. They hold the smell. And if you don't wash them uh, with like uh, Clorox or something, the next day it smells like dead monkeys. So we don't want that. Okay. So <clears throat> you take a bag and then you put a tip and then you push it all the way to the back and you push it as far as you can. Yeah. And then you can use this or you can use the scissor. Voila. And and then you twist and you and you push it inside. Chef Scott. And then there is two methods. You could use this where we fold the bag over the a container. Or if you're confident, you can fold it like this and hold it and your hand becomes the container. The folding is key though. Yeah. Either way. A very common mistake is, is this. People fold not enough, just like this, just a little bit. And the problem with that is... They get schmutz on. Schmutz, schmutz. that's technical. Uh, and then because it's folded only slightly, now you have more room for filling, so people overfill <laughs> it again. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and then, then you just have a very small... Uh, uh, very small room to, to close it and usually what happens here is the filling comes shooting out from the top and then now your hands are going to be all full of schmutz and then it gets really really sticky and everything it's the beginning of the end okay so fold it I would say at least a third yeah at least a third and then your hand like I said, becomes the container. And then uh, you need some kind of a hard surface here because then with the scraper, you take the filling and you scrape it in by scraping it on your hand. Here you will scrape on the, the, edge. the edge of the container, okay? And then after that, you gotta make sure that whenever you close it, you don't put moods again all, all around, okay? You gotta make sure that this part of the bag, at least this much, least. is free of, of filling. Okay, that's very important. And all of this, all of this will uh, come with practice. Uh, in the beginning, it's a disaster, as we say in French. Sometimes, yeah. Yes, and uh, but then after that, little by little, um, you um, you find your way, and then uh, and then after that, it's it's very easy. Like I said. Those things, you can wash them and use them over and over. Times, yeah. And you know what's good about those? I, I brought the bags that we use here. Um, they have, um, this is a smaller size. So I think this is 18, it's in centimeters. It's 12 inches. It's a 12 inches. Yeah, and then, uh, so you got, Obviously, for smaller uh, smaller jobs, is this guy. This is for like real work. This is like pot of shoe, yes, yeah, cookies. cookies and the, and the, but what's good with those bags? 
the the inside is smooth the plastic is very smooth so the filling will nicely slide out while the outside is a little sticky and so it will your hands will grab on nicely to the bag and and the bag is not gonna slide away from you okay i will say um when we're talking about plastic bags and filling again let's go back to overfilling so a common mistake especially when piping buttercream and if you're using a coupler that means you're using a smaller tip don't if you're using a larger bag don't fill it up more okay so this is a large bag kind of draw a line of where i would put the buttercream okay your hand is just not strong enough to um, push out this amount of buttercream out of this small hole. So, um, and it doesn't matter like how long you've been piping. Like no. I wouldn't be able to do it and I can pipe very well. It's just that the amount of uh, pressure that my hand needs to put into that piping bag to get that buttercream yeah. out is just too great. So then yeah. your hand starts shaking. Absolutely, yeah, that's never good. No. The cookies are gonna look shaky, you know, yeah. but uh, <coughs> you're, um, your two fingers right here are gonna are gonna close the bag here and gonna stay like this, and it's going to uh, create kind of like a human clip. I know they sell clips where you can just like clip on here. Mm -hmm. We look for 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 one. Uh, we couldn't find one because we don't use those. And um, if you don't use a tip for what uh, a tip, uh, yeah, a tip uh, for whatever reason, you can always use um, like clips like this to. Um, to uh, uh, make sure the filling doesn't come shooting out, okay? To refill the bag, like if you're yeah. piping mousse or a filling. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I think we covered the, the yeah. pastry bag. Yeah, those are all Jeff great Scott. tips. I just learned something today. I've been, uh, you know, piping pot of shoe more often than not for years, and I typically will fill the whole bag up because I have a lot to do. And I was always finding myself showing this to this, well, you got to hold it down here and twist it down here and then hold it up here. No, 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 just fill a little at a time. It's a good tip. And actually you're not you're not going faster because you are, like Chef Alisa said, you, you're gonna have a lot to, uh, to pipe and your hand is gonna get tired very quickly. And um, it just doesn't help. It's better to just, uh, to not put too much in there and then you can just keep on piping without too much uh, uh, effort. I think also, I mean, especially for chefs that maybe aren't doing as much decorating, it can seem like not a big deal to, you know, okay, overfilled and my hand gets a little tired. But if you're doing a lot of cake decorating um, and you're doing a lot of piping, it's really important not to overextend the muscles in your hand because you can just they can be cramping overnight or, you know, so it's really important to make sure um, that you're not overfilling just so that you can build up that strength in your hand. Yeah. 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 sounds like you're speaking from experience about sore hands overnight. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so another uh, tip that I, I know, and, you know, I, I used to work at the Culinary Institute of America and in the baking department, I'd always see these um, new students doing a, a piping board. So they would uh, find all the different uh, shapes they wanted to pipe and then practice, practice, practice with uh, like a meringue. So would you recommend that for uh, students trying to practice before they actually apply it to the cake? Absolutely. You should never, if you haven't done any, if the piping technique is new to you, the first time you pipe it should not be on a cake. Um, so we definitely recommend um, in the program, we do show like a fondant practice board 
You can practice on um, a silk hat. I mean, you can even practice on a sheet pan um, and then just use a scraper to scrape off as well. Um, and then that's piping flat. And then if you want to pipe practicing on a surface, you can use a styrofoam dummy um, or even a cake pan is yep. great mm -hmm. um, so that you can practice. It's a lot different piping flat than it is piping on the side of a cake. Um, so those are great techniques to practice piping. Yeah. And uh, I mean, none of us were born a great piper. No, and I was <laughs> just telling somebody the first cake I did was like, I saw it. Happy birthday. It was like it was so terrible. shaky. It yeah. was, yeah. Uh, but, um, but it but, comes with practice. Yeah, it comes with practice. And then actually, uh, you know, Chef Alisa and I, we, we stay very close with our students and they show us their progress. And it's just wonderful to see how committed they are to the, to the course and how they practice and practice and practice. And that is really the key uh, to, to become better. It's, it's kind of like learning the violin or whatnot. Yeah. Just keep on practicing and after a while, it's just gonna become second nature. And, and just like, uh, it's not the, well, the violin or the bicycle, once you know how to ride a bicycle, yeah. you will never ever lose it. You will never forget how to pipe, even if you pipe 10 years, uh, from now, you will know, you will remember it's just it. muscle memory. The muscle yeah. memory uh, and 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 just just uh, the way you hold it and 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 you, you drag it and this and that, uh, it will stay with you forever. And I think uh, one common mistake that we see are the students trying to pipe quickly. Um, and it's better when you're practicing, especially when you're learning a new piping technique, is to go slow. Your hand, the speed will come later. You just want to start uh, learning how to control the, the tip and whatever buttercream or royal icing you're, you're piping out. So go slow. The speed comes after, you know, you're, you've trained your hand and your muscles to remember that technique. Yes. Yeah, in the beginning, you need to learn how to pipe the, the proper technique. And then after that, as you gain speed, the, the piping becomes even, you see, and, and and one important thing is you should not overthink it because if you overthink it, you're like, oh, what am I doing here? Left, right, this and that. Just go for it. And then after a while, it gets better, you know? So uh, moving forward, thanks for all your tips here. Um, on the homepage of the live event, there is a little uh, learn more box so you can see a little bit more about the cake decorating course in addition to our pastry course and bread baking arts course. And it'll give you a little bit more detail around the syllabus and uh, the different units and what we're uh, what we're teaching. So Chef uh, mentioned that they're very connected to the students. So as the students come into the course, um, there are over 15 assessments where they have to do something and take a picture of it and upload it for the chefs to take a look at and comment and grade. And it's really nice because there's a gallery of images within the course of what had been done before. So when you get into the piping unit and you're doing uh, like oriental string work, which is pretty detailed, you can actually see photos from other students and their work. And then you get personal feedback from Chef Alyssa and Nicole and Chef Jackie on all the work that's turned in throughout the course. So it's kind of interactive in that sense and very connected to Chef Jackie and team. So yeah, moving forward, are, um, let's go in. Go ahead. I just want to say we are surprised on a daily basis by the, the the quality of the work the students are producing. It's just amazing. Yeah, and you know, on social media, Chef Jackie, I see uh, your Instagram post every once in a while showing a, a picture from a student, and I'm just like blown away myself that this is actually yeah. 
something that you've done for many years, your whole career, and place this online for people to learn and kind of replicate these amazing things. Yep. So some do's and don'ts. Um, you've already noted uh, the main do is practice, practice, practice. Keep doing it until you can ride a bike, for example. So what are some other uh, things that uh, the people on the call should know? Some other tips. Some other tips. Don't drink and pipe. That's a good That's one. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't always have to make, uh, you don't always have to practice with buttercream or royal icing. So um, you can use like a whipped butter, just straight out, like a whipped butter, like room temperature butter um, on a container. And that will allow you to keep reusing and not worrying about, you know, wasting a lot of product. Um, I think down like instant mashed potatoes yes, is a good works one. Works really well, yeah. Um, so don't feel like you need to make a whole big recipe of something to keep practicing over and over again. Okay. I like to use butter cream or butter or like something like a mashed potato and not royal icing so much to practice because you can't reuse that royal icing. Once you pipe it, it's going to start crusting over and then you can't put it back into the piping then. When I was an apprentice, we, we would practice with toothpaste. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, it comes out nice and smooth, and then you can. Uh, it actually has the feel of uh, royal icing, you know. So, so just buy the cheapest toothpaste out there, and then just, and then just go for it. Uh, what are the, what are the? Oh, <clears throat> here we have it. A fifty-dollar trick. Go for it. Right, and it's actually Chef Alisa who, who told me uh, the last session we were here, uh, and and you've been. Decorating cakes for what? Twenty years or what? Yeah, a long she, time. Huh? Not, tw not twenty. Years. You started at two years old. <laughs> uh, uh, she is still frightened by writing. Uh, I didn't say frightened. You said very frightened <laughs> by writing uh, an inscription on a cake like "Happy Birthday" or whatnot. And the <laughs> trick, the trick to uh, to prevent any accident is to make a small plaque, like a rectangle out of fondant, uh, and then write on that rectangle, right? So if you mess it up, you just get rid of the rectangle and make another one. And then once it's it's nice, you just put it on the cake and, and so there's never any accidents, right? Yes. And I also like it because it doesn't, Sometimes, especially during the pandemic, everybody was buying yes. a small cake and they wanted maybe a lot of inscription or they wanted a lot of decoration and you just couldn't fit it all. So making a small plaque allows you to kind of place it so it looks really nice with the decoration that you had. Or if they wanted it on the cake and then they could take it off for a picture. Um, so I really do like that. Yes. And you're going to talk about... I want to talk about something else. Yeah. Uh, uh, from uh, from years of teaching, we see uh, we see students, they pipe like this, just with one hand, uh, or they pipe like this. You, want to know, you can see at the grocery store. At the grocery yeah, store? Yeah, they're just always doing it real yeah. fast. You always have two. This is your dominant hand, I mean, if you're right-handed. And then uh, the left hand is your non-dominant hand, but the left hand is doing a great job at Hold guiding. Steady, yeah. And, and, and this way, actually, your body is following the, the action. If you just right here, your body has, does not know where to go, right? right. You're like, <laughs> and then also, uh, um, when you pipe, usually we say you pipe the way you write. So if you pipe from the left to the right, if you write from the left to the right, that's how you pipe. Yeah. 
but you know, I've seen people they pipe up and down or in zigzag uh, like you. But like, if you're left-handed, yes, then you go from you the right go to the left. From the right to the left. So, but if you're left-handed, do you right from the right to the left? No, okay. but but sometimes you this will drag and it's yes. not comfortable. So it's yes. really important. If you're left-handed, you can go left. And you know what, uh, Chef Scott, if you pipe and your hand hurts, you're doing something wrong. Right, because we've been piping for many years. Chef Elisa says it's not true, not 20 years, but it's okay. Uh, she doesn't want to age herself. So, but we piping a lot, yeah. especially if you are in production, mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of pieces. And at the end of the day, it does not hurt, right? And so uh, uh, if, if your hand really hurts at the end of the day, the day there's only two things or you just are a beginner and you don't have the muscles built yet, yeah. or you're holding your bag wrong and and uh, and it's going to hurt badly. It's going to continue to hurt even yeah. more in the future. So really, it's very important to follow the, the way uh, we, we show how to hold a bag and how to pipe. Uh, and you always have to be in the center of the action if your sheet pan is right here. Yeah. You got to be right in the middle. You cannot be like piping like this. Okay. Uh, we don't do that. Uh, what, what else? Uh, I think we said everything yeah. else. Sometimes yeah. if you're really tall, I'm not. But if you are, I've seen people will kind of raise the piping surface a little bit. So if yeah. they're doing like a tray of cookies, so you're not leaning like too far over. Yeah. Yeah, she's standing on a milk crate actually, so um, not very tall. Uh, but uh, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be. I'm a little taller by a foot, and uh, and um, you don't want to be, you don't want to be piping like this. Yeah. And you don't have to put your face in the in the sheet pan. You just have to go like that, right? But if you go like this, then now your back is gonna hurt. So in this case, it's okay to put something up here and pipe like that. Okay, at the end, you have to be comfortable. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, the pain is gonna get uh, uh, stronger and stronger. Okay. Awesome, a lot of, lot of great tips, chefs. Thank you so much. Um, no I'm left-handed, and I have not Oops. piped the the proper way, and that's why I don't uh, pipe very often because okay I'm left-handed. Right it's okay to go right to left. I should have told us that before. Huh? <laughs> But yeah. it's okay, right? All right, so we have a few questions and comments. Um, let's dive into that. Our first one is super okay. excited from Linda H. Linda, I hope you uh, pulled some things out of this. And if you're in the course, I hope you're enjoying it. Um, and if not, um, we do have within the course uh, a question and answer function. So every task, there's a place to ask questions. So you, here we are in the live yep. event. You can ask a question. But while you're in the course, uh, the chefs answer uh, questions every day coming through when you get to a certain spot you have a question we'll answer within 24 48 hours specifically um, to that question then it's posted in, the, in a bank of questions so you can always kind of refer to it back in the future so next question okay. is from uh, daniel um is there a particular type of bag or equipment we should be looking for when buying uh disposable or not so i think you address this with the plastic bag versus the cloth bag what, what do you kind of recommend to have on hand I definitely recommend having plastic bags. Um, you can have maybe one or two fabric, like in a pinch, because sometimes you just forget, especially if it's in a box and you get to the end, you you know, you know could be in trouble. Um, 
but for the most part, I do recommend disposable bags. I will, I will wash them out once or twice, so they're not always getting thrown away. Um, but the fabric bags do tend to hold a little bit too much fat, which then can go rancid. Can you put this in a dishwasher? The plastic, I don't. Okay. No. Um, I just wash it by hand. Yeah. So we, the the bags that we're using come, they come from a company called Thermo Hauser. And uh, like I said, they're great because they're sticky on the outside and smooth on the inside. So next question is uh, coming from uh, Mary M. I've always wanted to learn how to pipe flowers. Uh, could you show us how? So I, I know that the chefs well, are not set up today to show you how, unless. Uh, but we uh, there's actually there's actually I think a second person who asked uh, how to show uh, another flower. So with Chef Alisa, we uh, we decided that uh, for the next event. The next event is the last event for the cake decorating, right? I believe uh, we are going to get set up and then Chef Alisa is going to show some live piping and uh, also some do's and don'ts to make those flowers because those are pretty trendy, right? Yep. So so next next time for sure we'll be ready now that we know that it's a, it's a request. Yeah, so within the program itself, uh, there's a couple of units all on piping flowers and very detailed video with a voiceover describing specifically how to make from roses to orchids to calla lilies to blossoms to hydrangeas, you know, all across the board. So a lot of detail right, yeah, in the course. The, yeah, both gum paste and buttercream flowers are, are gone over very thoroughly in the course. Yep. And the next question was from Tisha about the demonstrating the piping of blossom. We will uh, set that up on our next event, which is in uh, April and our sixth and final event where we're going to cover uh, some more tips and different hacks and student requests. And this will be one of the requests. So thanks, uh, Mary and Tisha. So next question for coming from Kate. Uh, thanks for joining us, Kate. I know you're in the course. Uh, Chef, I'm having an issue with warm hands in the pastry bag. The buttercream looks good initially, but then the pipe decorations lose shape as the buttercream warms in my hands. I spend a lot of time refrigerating and then warming it up. Um, any tips on this to make it a lot easier for people with hot hands or warm hands? Yeah, um, this happens a lot. Um, so one tip is you can get like an ice pack or bag of ice to kind of cool your hands down as you're working. Um, the, the easiest one, that I have though, is just don't put a lot of buttercream in your bag. Okay, so sometimes what happens is like you you have a lot of buttercream and maybe you're doing fine piping, but because you're holding it and your hands are so hot, it's starting to melt. And that's why eventually it'll start to lose its shape. So just cut down the amount of buttercream in your bag. And then once you see it's stopping, it's not holding its shape anymore, take off your coupler, take it, push out all that like, hot buttercream, cool your hands down, and then just go ahead and refill the bag. Um, that's kind of the best um, best thing for that. It's just use a small amount. Um, and then if you can, do a lot of things in real icing because that doesn't get hot. Yes. Hot and uh, another thing you can do, you can put one or two layers of uh, latex gloves. Uh, uh, and that, that creates a small uh, buffer uh, with your hand. So you put... Uh, uh, Two, two layers of gloves and yeah. you put them over ice uh, for what, half an hour? No. No, no, just like a minute or so. Yeah. And then and then your hands are going to be cold and then then pipe 
quickly and make sure you don't have a lot of filling in the bag. Okay. All right. So that's uh, going to address Terry's question, which is next about uh, the buttercream and having hot hands. So okay. when I was uh, in a restaurant, uh, we used to make truffles and uh, it was a warm summer and we all had hot hands. So we always uh, would do it together as a group and have a bowl of ice water, dip, dry, roll, <laughs> dip, dry, roll. So that was old school technique. So uh, next question yep. is here is coming from Janelle. Um, good to see you, Janelle. Thanks for uh, coming to the live event. Hi there, I'm not too confident in picking the right size piping tip for the cake base. What size piping tips are your go-to for piping around the base of the cake? Does the size tip matter or vary based on the size of the cake? Thanks. Um, the size of the tip matters based on the size of the cake as well as the type of design. So for, um, for most cakes, I will actually use we have the correct tip here but it's more of like a number eight round tip um this is a number five a number eight's just a little bit larger so if i'm looking at maybe a pearl border on a six inch or eight inch cake um number eight of the small round tips is what i would use most of the time but if i'm doing something that is maybe more fun or whimsical then i might use a slightly larger tip um so it just kind of depends um, if you are doing something that has more delicate features or buttercream flowers, you want to err on the side of, of smaller, um, but more like sometimes kids' cakes or, you know, just more fun, different, you know, cakes you can go a little bit larger. But it's never anything like this for like a six or an eight inch cake. It's always a little bit smaller. No. Um, can we go back? Um, I saw Terry's question about the making stiffer buttercream. Um, because sometimes it gets hot. Um, I just want to say that sometimes um, what I do is I will take um, powdered sugar and I will sift it into um, my Italian meringue or Swiss meringue and specifically only for flowers um, if I need a little bit uh, more stiffness. So I take some powdered sugar and then I fold that in and it kind of um, stiffens it up just a little bit. Um, so that why I just wanted to go back to Terry's question. Sure. Okay. Yeah. There. Thanks about that. Um, last question is uh, from Maria Cecilia uh, from Ecuador. She says our climate is very hot and humid, and that does not help with buttercream oral icing. Um, yes, for cupcakes and such. What's a recommended cover or decoration if you're living in a hot climate that uh, buttercream and royal icing does not lend itself well? Um, fondant. You know, I know like I, we've had a lot of students from like the Bahamas or Florida and they do specifically fondant cakes, which I know doesn't always work for cupcakes. Um, they will do like, instead of covering the cake in buttercream, they cover it like a jam mm -hmm. um, so that it's not really um, prone to getting wet. Um, ganache is a little bit stronger um, than buttercream. So it has a higher melting point sometimes. So not a milk chocolate ganache, but a dark chocolate ganache yeah. is something that's good. Or even like a glaze, you can glaze the cake, uh, cupcake yeah. and dip it. So put the filling maybe inside, you know, so you don't have to worry about it, you know, put some buttercream inside and then do it a dip or a glaze on top. And then, uh, don't, don't leave the cakes out too, too long. Uh, I know it's, it's hot in Ecuador and I'm very happy for you, but it's not that hot here in Chicago. But uh, uh, adding uh, powdered sugar uh, to the buttercream will definitely help. 
uh, a little bit, uh, prevent, not prevent it from melting, but slow down the melting a little bit. Excellent. Well, Chef, that's, that wraps up our questions today. Um, I appreciate okay. your time and putting into uh, all things piping and uh, looking forward to part six in a month. Um, I think it's April 16th. We'll, uh, we'll post it yep. soon. Um, and in the meantime, have a um, wonderful time in Chicago. Thank you. And you too in Hawaii.